Hello, and welcome to another year of X to Interact. I'm Sam, and I am here with Steven and Eric. Jeff is still in South Africa, so he was not able to join us today. Um, it's the first episode of 2023, so we are going to be talking about our games of the year for 2022. But before we get into that, let me tell you where you can find all our wonderful content. For the audio podcast, you can find us on all your favorite podcast services. But if you want to see our beautiful faces, beautiful faces, you can either tune in live on twitch.tv slash xinteract or find us on youtube.com slash xinteract where you will also find all sorts of other fun videos that mostly Steven makes. If you want everything in one nice package, just go to podpage.com slash xinteract for all the links you'll ever need and probably more than you want. Now, without further ado, let's get into our Game of the Year discussion. Boys, we are doing our top five games of the year each, so we will count down one by one, each go around, do our fives, each go around, do our fours, each go around, do our threes, twos, ones. And in between two and one, we'll probably do some, uh, what's it called? Shout-outs. Honorable yeah, mentions. Honorable mentions. There you yeah. go. There's the term. It, it was somewhere in here. It was somewhere in here. <laughs> Steven said it about five minutes ago when I was talking to him. Uh, so, yeah, I, I guess I'll start um, easier that way. I'll start with my number five, which is Kirby and the Forgotten Land. Ooh, Kirby and the dude. Forgotten Land. I believe, if, correct me if I'm wrong, I believe I'm the only one on the podcast that has played this game. I would have to say that, yeah. Probably, uh, I don't know. Probably Gaff the case. Played, probably. Well, Gaff's not on the podcast right now. So. Hey, yeah, I, hey, I was it's very true. Yeah. I was saying between you two. So, Wait, uh, Gaff, yeah, he played Kirby. No, I don't think he did. No, I don't think. Uh, I don't know. I don't think he did either way. Um, but yeah, what 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 a fun fun ass game. Like, I've never played a Kirby game. Obviously, the only game I've played with Kirby in it before this was like Smash. Yeah, Smash Bro games. Like, I didn't know shit about Kirby. Well, now I know shit about Kirby, and he's he's just a fun little puffball. Um, I get I guess this is different than other Kirby games. I've heard that. Uh, don't really know what an actual Kirby game is, I guess. But this one's fun as hell. Um, the level design, top notch, top notch. Uh, it's very very creative with allowing Kirby to do pretty much whatever the fuck he wants. <laughs> you fucking suck up anything. Uh. I the music's the music's music's really good. Music's fun, fun time. Uh, <laughs> the, like, if there's one thing I'm the surprise surprised at the most this year, it's just like the off the chain boss fights in this game. Like they are ridiculous. Like the especially the final boss. The final boss this game just turns into Dark Souls for a second. Ooh. obviously not as hard because it's still Kirby but it it's like hilarious the final boss fight is crazy um, definitely not expecting that from this game uh, going in uh, but yeah really really loved it one of my one of my favorite 3D platformers I think now um, and we might maybe get to another game that I'll say that about uh, in a little bit <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, but dude, yeah, this, uh, this, this, this is a this was a good ass time, and I I'm recommend that y'all play it. Well, the funny thing about Kirby, right, is that the boss fights have always been kind of unique, right? You have the big tree that 
that everybody knows that blows you off the edge and stuff and then shoots acorns and things like that um so even there is that yeah. so for a long time kirby bosses have been pretty dynamic um mm. on you the stream now you, you're you're watching you like a wild bonkers is one and like i'm i'm doing like one of the earlier bosses it's like a yeah, like I, an ape or whatever there's, there's quite a few bosses i don't remember them all yeah there's also yeah, like there's also like a ton of like side stuff you can do like there's like bo- like there's an arena that you unlock in your like little town you can bu- you build up your little town not not really you don't really build it up it's there um but you unlock an arena at some point there's like boss rushes and stuff pretty cool pretty cool you hitting him with soccer balls here it's like a wand with soccer balls kind of it looks like soccer balls but they're probably bombs uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and like if if I had to compare this to like Mario Odyssey, I think I like this slightly more. Really? Yeah. Slightly. That's high praise, man. Maybe. I love Odyssey, dude. They're pretty like, they're pretty comparable. Like they're different because Odyssey's more open, but. Are uh, you collecting things in this then? What do you mean? Like, is it I mean, just yeah. a, a go through the level and beat the bosses or you're collecting? There's collectibles. Okay. There's collectibles in, in, in each level. I think there's, I want to say there's two sets of collectibles. There's like, you save something. There's like these like creatures that you save throughout the levels. And then I can't remember the names of, and then there's a collectible that you also collect. Gotcha. Um, so yeah, there's like a couple sets of collectibles. Dude, I would play the audio and I'm sure it's great, but Nintendo's kind of a stickler, so... That is very true. That is very true. And there's there's all sorts of like different weapons and shit too. It's crazy, man. Kirby's Kirby's nuts. Kirby's nuts. Dude, all, all the different weapons. There's like there's a shotgun. It's fucking insane. It pulls people away. Kirby has a shotgun. Or like I don't know if it's a shotgun. It's like a gun. It's oh, just yeah, a gun. But it just fucking blows people away. It's great. Yeah. It's <laughs> awesome. And then he gets his little sword and he's like. Eh. <laughs> fucking going nuts with that shit it's dude that shit insane, yeah dude. the kirby's long since been one of my favorite like nintendo mascots honestly but i think probably the one but i shouldn't get to this this year yeah. but i i don't know it's a good time it's a good time after, yeah after watching some of the stuff and hearing you talk about it i probably i definitely will actually dude well that was my number five. We will toss it over to Eric for his okay. number five game of the year of 2022. So remember how I said I was going to make a list and then I saw I never really did that because I was just so busy this week. Um, wow. But I do have my GG app pulled up here. I'm not going to show oh, it, of course, okay. cool, cool, so cool. I can see what I did play. But I think for my number five, it'll have to go to Pokemon Legends Arceus, Arceus or however the hell you want to pronounce it. Mm. Um. So if you know last year uh, that those Diamond and Pearl remakes came out and as somebody whose favorite generation was Diamond and Pearl, those remakes were pretty much a letdown. They were (laughs) not what I wanted from the remakes compared to like the previous remakes they'd done for Pokemon and they were pretty lackluster to say the least. So I was kind of disappointed in that, but then they announced Pokemon Legends Arceus, which is a, which is a different take on Pokemon, which takes place in the world of ancient Sinnoh. And so I was actually pretty interested in that because like the Sinnoh region in Gen 4, I would say is one of the more lore heavy regions in Pokemon where there's like, just like a whole bunch of backstory going on in there. 
And so it was pretty interesting to see like them to take this concept where in ancient Sinnoh, which in the game is called Hisui, that people in Pokemon, they're, they don't really get together. People are scared of Pokemon. They're like these ferocious creatures, which if you read into the Pokedex entries, pretty much are. Yeah, they're terrible. And like they, they're, they're like scared of them. And so like you coming from the, it's, I don't, it's not really a spoiler because it's in the first, you really, it's in the first minute of the game. Like you're a trainer pulled from the future and you're pulled into the past here. And so you, you kind of. going on? Yeah, you have a smartphone. You have a smartphone, you know, in, in ancient times. You, just, you know like, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I thought you just like fell out of the sky or some shit. I had no idea what was going <laughs> no, on. No, so it's, it's like this game, this game bores the hell out of me every time I put turn it oh, on. No. So <laughs> I mean, that's not the story's not really the goal of it. Is it is a thing? So like, but not um, <clears throat> you as like a Pokemon trainer from the future, like you have like the experience with Pokemon. I guess is what I want to say because like you know Pokemon in the future compared to the past is different but anyways instead of instead of battling you're like kind of focused on catching pokemon this time around to build the first ever i don't want to say the first ever pokedex ever because i don't know if that's ever confirmed but like the first pokedex in the hisui region and uh the way that this game is like structured is way more interesting to me than like all the previous pokemon games beforehand i'm gonna exclude scarlet and violet because i haven't played that yet but I would say that this game caught my interest a lot more than like Sword and Shield did or like um or Gen- Generation 6 did. And so like I've actually like caught this is like the first game where I actually caught them all in the game where I actually Ooh. completed the Pokédex That's the goal. actually. Yeah, that's actually the goal. That and that's literally the the goal you get in the beginning of the game where you're on your phone it's like seek all Pokémon and I did that. And it's pretty fun. Um, I like how you don't have to immediately go into battle to catch Pokemon. You see it in the field. You just throw the Pokeball. Love that. I really wish that that was back in Scarlet and Violet. It seems like it's not in there, unfortunately. <sighs> Wait, where um, you just throw the Pokeball? Yeah, where to catch Pokemon. Oh, not to just catch it. Like, you throw your Pokemon at the Yeah, but I'm talking about just, there. like, if you see, like, a fucking level 2 Starly right there, you just fucking throw the Pokeball. You yeah, I know, catch but it. you're not fighting yeah, anything that you way. You see though. a level 2 like, Starly, bro. You just gotta chuck a ball at it. <laughs> Yeah, I'll, I'll get to. I, I think. My I think like something sure, like but. that. Just like, it's a small quality of life thing that I, I enjoyed from the game because in traditional Pokemon games, it's always okay. You see a new Pokemon, all right, go into the battle, all right, throw a Pokeball, or if it doesn't work, whittle them down. In in Legends, and I'm just like, oh, I see the Pokemon there. Throw the Pokeball, catch it, done, moving on. And I just love how how that was and like. You're incentivized to like catch multiple Pokemon too for the Pokedex. Where mm-hmm. if you want to complete the entries, it's like, oh, catch five of this Pokemon or see this Pokemon do this move like a certain amount of times. And it's like really interesting. And then even though battling is not the main focus of the game, I did like how the battling was different from traditional Pokemon games where it kind of felt like a more traditional RPG where you can like either do a strong attack. And you can do more damage, but your next turn will come later on. Or you can do quicker attacks, and you'll get to go again, but those attacks do less damage. It reminds me of Final Fantasy X, where if you ever played that game, the turn order in that game is based on, like, your speed stats, the how fast your moves goes out. It's And, like, you see it all on the list at the top right corner of the HUD. And so I, I liked just how different this game was. Um... I kind of wish there were they did more with it. I 
was really hoping there would be DLC or something for this game. It is kind of weird that they put this game and Scarlet and Violet out in the same year. I mean, like, it's a little, I don't want to say baffling to me, but, like, it, you can, like, kind of tell that Scarlet and Violet did need some more dev time. And so, like, I wouldn't have minded if they came out with Legends Arceus this year and then next year then, was yeah. Scarlet and Violet. But that's a whole different topic. Legends Arceus is my top five. Um, obviously, I didn't go into the stuff like the graphics and performance and stuff. Like, it's not, it's... I would say it's better than performance Scarlet wise, Violet, right? it's Scarlet and Violet. <laughs> but like, I hear people say graphics wise, it's not. And like, yeah. I haven't played Scarlet and Violet, so I can't really compare the two. Scarlet and Violet does look nice, but like, I don't have the hands on, um, hands on, uh, what's the word? In- experience with it. So I am Legends play- Arceus number five. Playing both, I can confirm. Like, yeah, that's the case, right? Yeah, and I just uh, like I said, love the Sinnoh region. Gen four is my favorite. Remakes were let down. This made up for that, in my opinion. Cool. Though next time you do remakes, do better. Don't don't just do a one for one copy like last time. Right. Agreed. All right. That was Eric's number five. Let's go to Steven for his number five right, game. So of the my year, number twenty two. My number five. Now this one, look, I mean, there were a lot of games I played this year, so it was it was kind of hard, right? There were. A, a staggering amount of games that I tried out this year and stuff I got into. 2022 was really awesome uh, as far as games go. It, I wish I it was a little more paced with like the bigger releases personally because we had some big ones at the beginning and at the end, but like kind of in the middle, we didn't have a whole lot. Um, number five, though, is Vampire Survivors. Oh, this game this game right. was very hard to put at number five because i dude it i played i don't know let me set up a situation you start a how, game how much have you played on your phone <laughs> <laughs> like i, I have Look, to ask that have you played a ton on your phone i i may have like 15 hours on my phone just saying i have so i have been like every time i sit down and, like watch a hockey game like i'll, I'll just put vampire survivors on you know <laughs> yeah dude. you don't have to pay too much attention to it like it's a fun game to just like chill out it's perfect for mobile that's the thing right and i've moved like all of my stuff all of my uh focus to the the mobile one because i can just like clip Agreed, it in yeah. use with the controller yeah. or whatever and go like Real it's just quick. right there did you see their they're 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 trying to add cross saves to mobile and PC versions, so that's gonna what? be a oh, mobile and PC, not Xbox. Oh, I, I don't know which version it is. I think it just said cross. They're implementing crossplay. I don't think that's the specific version. Oh, you're just uh, saying like it is. Yeah, I I I'd assume yeah. it's PC and mobile. You know, yeah, that's the, just. The... Yeah, dude. I I don't know. It's just. Yeah, the situation started like this. Oh, Vampire Survivors is cool, and I think it was it had to have been Jacob, right? Because as he is, he's he's the uh, hype man for trying new video games in, in my book. So um, he's like, dude, you got to try this. And he was streaming it. And I'm like, wow, that looks, that looks kind of fun. So I played it a little bit after. And, you know, over the, so I played on the Friday. On that Saturday, I spent the whole day playing it. Like, probably, probably close to 15 hours just that day. Like getting almost everything uh unlocked i mean you can probably do it quicker 
Um, yeah, I guess if you're better at the game or whatever, but um, yeah, I it incentivizes you to explore and incentivize to find secrets, try out new combos. Uh, items compound on each other and level up themselves, so that's really cool. Um, and then combinations, obviously, when you when you get the right combinations, it makes for I don't know. It's just like a whirling tornado of different abilities going on. And that's just fun to see. Like, and all of the loot. Uh, I didn't even start it on the chests, man. The the chest animation when it opens up. Look, oh after a while. Okay, look, I'm going to say probably after like 40, 40 hours-ish playing the game, right? Total. That the chest animation does get unwieldy, right? But... I did figure out how to skip it on mobile. Yeah, you can finally. skip it, right? Skip it. <laughs> I, I still yeah. have not figured out how to skip it on Xbox, but I figured it out on mobile. B. B, yeah. It's just B, yeah, it's B. I swear I do that and it does nothing. I swear. <laughs> Maybe yeah, Xbox man. is behind updates. I don't really know. No. And then, <laughs> it's yeah. B. Did you get, okay, I guess spoilers. Did you get the secret level, Sam? The one where you where you have to run to the end of the hallway and... Uh, no. that's like one of the last levels. Yeah, dude. No, I haven't gotten that yet. You, uh... I still haven't figured out. So I killed the boss of like, or like the like I made it to minute thirty-one on I think the Mad Forest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the one yeah. I did, and I have not been able to figure out how to do that on any of the other levels. Like really? I just die immediately. Huh. Yeah, like I don't know how I did it, but the 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 Mad Forest one, I just like figured out. I just like spun my character. I just. Because I was on mobile, so I was just going like this with my <laughs> yeah. finger. Yeah. And somehow that was able to kill him without me taking damage. Like, I don't know what was going on there, but like, I just it was, or I didn't kill him, but I made it to minute 31. I survived till minute 31. And then another guy came in and fucking obliterated me. But, um, but yeah, I just spun my, but the other, other levels, I can't figure it figure out. Yeah, man. I, right it, now I'm just going through the unlock list, you know? Yeah, that's kind of, I don't know, like, they do, I guess if I could distill it into why it's my number five, and pro, I don't know, I, I feel like if the other games on the list weren't really stellar, this would have pushed up higher. I feel like is is in part due to how they incentivize the carrot on the stick so well, right? Uh, just one more upgrade, just one more run, like, I can make it one more minute further in this one if I do maybe this and this, and... It's always rewarded, so I just feel like my lizard brain is being tickled in the right way. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm a sucker sucker for, uh, I guess, short-term incentivization. But, yeah, Vampire Survivors, my number five. Yeah. Shout out to Vampire Survivors because I forgot to put it in my GG app list. Did not Oof. cross my mind. But, uh, <laughs> like you're saying, Steven, this game is fucking addictive as fuck. Like, when yeah. I first got that Steam Deck, Everyone's like, oh, Vampire Survivors is the game to get. Vampire Survivors is the game to get. And I'm Absolutely. just like, all right, I guess I'll pick it up and try it out. And like that first minute or two, I'm just like, what is this game? Like, why is everyone hyping this game up? And then, <laughs> then you go deeper in and you're like, oh, okay. Now I see what's going on with this game here. Shout out to Vampire Survivors, who I just added in my top 10 because I also forgot. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Forgot and I kind of got snubbed, it. man, in, in for game, like, game awards. And so, like... Yeah. It was kind of like, if, if we're doing top indie awards, I'll give it a top indie. Though. If yeah. we did top 10, it was it would be my top 10. It's not my top five. It doesn't that 
doesn't change that, but okay. Um, yeah, the fun fun game though, fun game. Um, so I guess I will go ahead and do my number four game of the year for the year twenty twenty two, which is one a pretty a late entry. I think this is the one. Yeah, this is the one on my in my top five that I played the latest in the year. Um, yeah. and it is called Citizen Sleeper. Ooh, um, yes. I know we had last episode we had uh Matt Storm on here and he talked about this game and how good the writing was. And let me tell you, that dude was right. Uh Citizen Sleeper, awesome. Like it the yeah, the writing is so good. Um for a game that is like only text, there's no like, you know, obviously no voice acting or anything. Um for a game that's like that, making me feel like attached to some of these characters. There's this, for example, there's this like uh father and daughter that you find like on this. Oh, let me I guess I'll introduce the premise of this thing. Essentially, you're an avatar, but like a robot, I guess. So like in this in this you're on a space station. You're you're pretty much on the verge of death, and you are essentially a robot that has the consciousness of a human uploaded to it, and that human is sleeping somewhere. Like that that human signed a contract with one of the space corporations, um, to where they use him to upload to robots to go do like jobs and shit. Um, so he's like, he, the, the human is somewhere like sleeping in a pod of some, of like, like a cryopod essentially, I, I guess, um, in stasis at this company's headquarters. But then you're the robot that hit that person, whoever it is, is consciousness is uploaded to. So that's why it's called citizen sleeper. Cause like you're, you're sleeping. Um, and, uh, so in this game, you're essentially just trying to survive on this space station that you have, um, at the beginning, you're on the verge of death. You're trying to survive. There's like these, you have dice rolls, um, every cycle, which is like essentially a day, um, in the game. And so you get, depending on how you have, uh, condition and energy. And so condition determines how many of dice you get each turn, but your condition decreases every, uh, by the section um every cycle and then your energy uh you can fill up during the cycle by like going to a bar getting food um going to the the medic or something well actually no the medic you can buy stuff increases your condition which helps um yeah all sorts of stuff like that but the the real like what's that sorry i was gonna say like it's a real concern, right? Like, like having food and things like that. It's at, at yeah. So like at the yeah. beginning, you're like, man, this is going to be rough. Like it is, this is rough. But once you like, I feel like it has a really good sense of progression where you like, you, you meet different people that give you, that hook you up with like different jobs and stuff. And that really helps you like kind of solidify yourself on the station. And then there's a, like a bunch of different endings that you can lead up to with the quests you do. But uh, the whole premise is that 
like the the driving force for you to like do things is that after a certain amount of cycles they're going to send uh like a bounty hunter essentially is going to arrive and kill you because the company that has the body like like you're supposed to be dead essentially like this 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 version or this robot that you're playing as or AI, whatever you want to call it, that has the consciousness of a human uploaded to it. You're that version of that is supposed to be dead, and so they're sending a they're essentially sending a bounty hunter to recover their property. Um, hmm. and so like you have like a bar after there's like a bar that fills in, and it shows you how many cycles you have left until a bounty hunter arrives. Who knows what would happen if that fills in? Maybe the I don't know if like that's one of the endings probably um like initially you have a bar, initially you have a bar <laughs> initially you have a bar that fills up and a bounty hunter does show up but you're able to like kind of deal with him um but then there's another one where like a whole like group of bounty hunters or something um it, it seems like that was probably a lot more like if this fills up you're you're like dead and that's yep. going to be the ending that you get but I don't know. That's not the ending I got because I'm a badass. All right. I figure out how to survive on this station. <laughs> I essentially got to like the way I played it. I like I got to like all the endings. Essentially. I rolled credits on this game like four times because <laughs> I, I got like I'm pretty sure I got to the, all the endings, but like picked to. I don't want to spoil on the endings, um, but essentially I picked to not. I picked to just stay on the station and like continue living my life. Yeah. Opposed to some of the other choices you end up having. Um, but yeah, there's this father daughter character that is like, or characters, um, that, that I think is the best story in the game. It's super interesting. Um, and like my ending with them was very, it was very emotional and so for like a game that was that's like only text-based writing with no voice acting or anything the the way they're able to like invoke emotions or evoke evoke emotion is really um really great um but yeah i think i think it probably has the best some of the best writing um this year and like it's just a nice short like sweet experience it's not too long you're not going to spend a ton of time in in the uh with the game um, and I know there's some DLC coming because I think there's two, I think there's three DLC that are yeah. like part of this mission. And so two of the three have come out. So I'll probably, I, I didn't start that mission. Like I have it in the game where I could go start it. Um, but I didn't start that cause I'm just going to wait until all three episodes are out. Um, but yeah, really, really enjoyed system sleep. Really, it's pretty like pretty crazy it was a big surprise for me i didn't think i was enjoying it as much as i as i did yeah yeah this is awesome, number four um let's go to eric with his number four all right number four let's see what's on my gg app because <laughs> uh, i really only have my top three that i know of. my top my other two are like hmm perhaps <laughs> i'm like leaning on two games here but like I think I will go with Fire Emblem Warriors Three Hopes. Now, I I like this game, but I do have some issues with it. But let me go into the likes first. 
because it's top four. So obviously, I need to like something about it, right? <laughs> nah, so, nah, nah, I can hate the game entirely. It'll be top four. I hate this game. Top four. Top four. <laughs> Three hopes. Um, so Nintendo likes to do Warriors spinoffs for their game. Uh, Hyrule Warriors did it. They did uh, two of those. I'm pretty sure they did another Fire Emblem Warriors game back when the Switch launched. And then this is their newest entry of like their Warrior spinoff game, Three Hopes. So this one is more based off Fire Emblem Three Houses, which I fucking love that game. I put in an ungodly amount of hours in that game. I think back in was I think it was 2019 at this point. I can't really remember. But this game takes place in that world. It's like an alternate timeline where you're playing as this mercenary that the main character of Three Houses, I believe it's assumed that they killed in that main game, even though you never really see it. So you're playing as that mercenary who basically should not have lived in that game. And then you're basically, you basically take the role of the main character from Three Houses. Like they become the, like in Three Houses, you become the teacher for the, for the kid at this monastery. While when you're playing as this character here called Shez, um, you basically become a a student at the, at the monastery. But Bilas isn't there to teach anyone. It's it's like an it's a it's a long alternate history that if you've played three houses you know like what the difference. Anyways, um, and so same premise as three houses kind of happens here. You ch can choose which class you want to be in, and then the story will play out depending on which class you go through. Um, I've only did one route this time instead of three because one this this game's fucking long as fuck. I'm telling you that right now, and two. The Warriors gameplay did get a little bit uh, monotonous towards the end of the chapters. So I was like, I'm just going to do one playthrough. Not going to do all three routes. It's just too much. And so I went with the Black Eagles route again. Um, that was the first one I did in Three Hopes, or Three Houses, excuse me. And even though this is Warriors combat, there is like a little bit of the Fire Emblem like strategy you, you put into here. So you have like, I don't know where in the gameplay you're showing it, it's going to be in Steven, but. Just the there prologue a, right now, so yeah. There's a there's a map you can pull up, and it, it's like grid like, and it's basically like a tactical map where you can like send your units to other spots. You can um direct them from there. You can assume control immediately if you if you need to. Um, assuming like the whole, control. Assuming control, <laughs> and <laughs> and the whole fire emblem like uh strategy happens in there. Like if you're playing as a swords character and you're facing against i think it's a lance i always get the weapon trial mixed up if you're playing against a lance you'll have the disadvantage and like stuff like that does factor in a little bit but like even though it's, it's real time so you can like get through that kind of stuff instead of like the turn-based uh, system of traditional fire emblem games um i just like spending more time in this world i think of the few fire emblems i've played i do think like the three houses kind of world is like the most fleshed out one with a whole bunch of story and like lovable characters and stuff like that so it's one that i really enjoy going back into even though like the three the whole three routes thing was not i was not gonna do that again just way too much going on in this game and like, like i said like the warriors combat did get stale after a while um i enjoyed it and i enjoyed the world of three houses and uh yeah that's that's really it. i don't know i just like in I don't. I don't really want to go into story stuff because, like, you guys don't really know much about Fire Emblem. Yes, yeah, right. you're seeing here what? that you can like, you can like, um, direct. You can do. You can give AI party members orders. 
to tell them so, what to do, or you can assume control and then stuff like that. So it was it was pretty fun. Um well, similar to other Mustel games where you can send like Yeah, basically and yeah. stuff. Yeah. That's yeah, that, that's basically what like like how Muso games do that. Um I I would say like that that the whole Muso genre has been evolving, I would guess I would say. Like I haven't played many of them. I've played Sona Five Strikers, I've played Hyrule Warriors, and then I've played this one. And like from what I've seen, they're like instead of like being the IP in a Muso game, it's more like if the IP took on Muso combat, if you kind of get what I'm saying. Yeah. Where where they feel more like the original IP more than a Muso game, basically. And I Which guess is, that's what kind of draws me in more to like than like the Dynasty Warriors kind of stuff where or the earlier Fire Emblem Three Houses or the earlier Fire Emblem Warriors where it's like just a Warriors gameplay or the first Hyrule Warriors where it's just like, all right, here's here's uh Muso but with a Zelda skin slapped onto it. You know what I mean? Yeah. These ones feel more like the actual IP with Muso combat. Which is kind of what you want, I feel like. Yeah. So. Like, if you told me I, w- I would enjoy a, a Muso Persona game, I'd be like, you're, you're crazy. Like, when they first announced Persona 5 Strikers, I was like, ah, oh, man, a Muso Persona? Like, is that really what anyone wanted? And then I played it, I'm like, oh, no, this is a good game. This is, they've, they've nailed that Persona style. They've nailed the Fire Emblem style in this game. And so I enjoyed it. And, yeah, that's my number four. Nice. Now, is Persona 5 Strikers better than Mario Strikers? And how do those Probably, two connect? Probably, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, they connect by being, uh, you know, two games made in Japan. There you go. <laughs> All right. Let's go to Steven with his number four. Number four. Game of the year. Game of the year number four. This one um, pushed its way onto my list a little bit further um, in the year than I expected. But um, it's uh, Rogue Legacy 2. Mm. I loved the original. And so obviously I I feel like by extension, I love this one, but it's so much, I say it's so much better than the original. Obviously they had more tools to make things just a lot better. Um, But it just builds on Rogue Legacy one in all the right ways. I animation is just so much better than the original. Which was already good, but like, I don't know, the shadows and the fluidity and just the care that went into each bespoke, like, part of the, like, the characters especially, there's depth to the scenes, even though it is just 2D, so, um, the lighting, like, I don't know. It, with HDR, this this game freaking sings. So, uh, <laughs> I've never had a game like that. I've wanted to play so much more than uh, that. I hated, but also like loved. You know, it's kind of like these roguelikes. Like all of them, I feel are kind of that way. Where uh, you're you're tearing your hair out, but then you're like, well, okay, at least I unlocked this, and that's that's what it does, right? Like. Like right here, they're unlocking the barbarian class, and there's this huge skill tree that you're going through, and it's like you're building a mansion inside of the game. Let me do- see if I can get the the actual like art where it's 
building the mansion out because it's interesting to know have that physicality from um where is it from upgrades right uh where did that go right i saw you i here. saw you beat beat that one boss it looked Dude, it's crazy there's just i saw you die a lot too yeah so that's what it is it's you know it's punctuated by beating those bosses and the bosses in this game i think i think what pushed it over and up for me they're just so dramatic the they have opening cutscenes and things like that and it kind of reminds me of, of similar to like a dark souls game right where where they just they set up the scene really well and it's ominous and they're very very difficult but very well designed um i i don't think i've played a game with gameplay i think tighter gameplay this year if that makes sense mm-hmm. everything is just exactly the way you want it to act um and in the first one it was a little bit more floaty again that's kind of what pushes it over the first one for me um upgrades carrot on the stick it's got all the roguelite and roguelike stuff that you expect from those things um and yeah i don't know if you've if you've gotten even a remote interest in platforming or action games or i feel like it's worth a try because while it might seem daunting at first because you die pretty quickly uh right off the bat there are things you can do like health upgrades unlocking different classes um and not every class is for everyone but uh i I do think that this definitely is a sort of sleeper for 2022 for a lot of people so yeah red legacy 2 my number four all right i will go to my number three top three baby which is the other game I'm going to say is one of my favorite 3D platformers. <laughs> and it's, it's a tiny kin. Oh my gosh. Oh my goodness, this game. Like, all right, so let me tell you. Between, the, we're in the top tier now, all right? So like, top three are my top tier of this year. Then there's a little gap between like, tiny kin and citizen sleeper. Right. Tiny kin is so good like i had so much fun with this game um what one of my favorite like favorite moments this year in in gaming was when i first entered the toy room i was losing my mind it was on stream y'all can probably find it somewhere i don't know it's probably still there (laughs) uh it was nuts this game like just oozes charm um the level design's great, and I, I've said it before. I'm a sucker for like being in, being being tiny and like human environments. Like, honey, I shrunk the kids and stuff like that. Love it, uh, and that's very much this. Um, I just think that the level design's really creative. Each each room, there's some really there's something really cool going on in each room. I think the first room that you go in is probably like the least interesting. Yeah. Uh, but even that room is really awesome. I have it on the, the uh, toy room right now. So, oh uh, yeah, the toy room, the toy room, far and away my favorite. There's like a scent. There's essentially what is a Hot Wheels track in it. That's what I was losing my mind over because you can like see the beginning of it in the room before you enter it. And I noticed that it was like a Hot Wheels track, and I was like, oh my god, uh, that's that this is super last, cool. This last room is going to be a toy room. This last room is going to be a fucking toy room. 
Jacob says oh. the bathroom was fun. <laughs> oh my! The bathroom is my second favorite. The bathroom's awesome. There's like uh, there, there's like to- uh, toilet paper forts. Oh my god, it's brilliant! <laughs> and then for like about for about half of this, I thought one. I thought like the collectible that you were like collecting, I thought was popcorn. <laughs> I don't <laughs> know why. Popcorn? No, it's pollen. <laughs> Oh, oh what? It's fucking Holland. <laughs> I don't know why. Like, I, because I, 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 I went and talked to some dude, and it was like talking about pollen, and I'm like, oh my god, it's fucking pollen, not popcorn. Are you kidding me? This entire time, and like they've said, they say it like numerous times that it's pollen, and it just never crossed my mind. I thought it was popcorn, like for probably like sixty, like two thirds of this game, I thought it was popcorn. Um, that's a wow. I can't and believe like, it's pollen. I thought it was popcorn too. <laughs> yeah. I like uh from a gameplay perspective, awesome. Uh you have this little <laughs> you fucking can slide around in a bar so yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> fucking genius. Oh, uh, it's fucking awesome. Um and it, and it feels really good. I think it's some of like some of my favorite like platforming. Um like I never really like had issue with like I I was always going where I wanted to go. Um there might have been a couple times of like collision on certain things that was a little weird, but yeah. Um but yeah, uh oh my god. I like just in my head right now, I think this might be my favorite 3D platformer. Seriously. Huh. Like maybe slide two. No, yeah, it's just maybe, like is above, but so um, charming too man like it's yeah that, oh my god i'm gonna be thinking about this game for a long time it's just happiness it. right like how do i explain that otherwise like it, it's yeah. just happy like you fun you know you it's not really got, fighting right so you got like, your little tiny kid no no it's just like yeah collecting everything solving puzzles um there's the diff there's the, all the different uh all the different types of tiny kin you have your yeah. bombs you have your uh we saw like platform ones that right now like ones that you stack ones. up against each other to make like stairs oh yeah 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 i forgot about those ones yeah yeah and then i'm trying to think if those are the same ones that no i think those are different ones there's ones that you can like stack on top of each other that you can like climb as well yeah opposed yeah. To, yeah um and then what what are the blue ones what do the blue ones do um, I'm trying to think what the blue ones do. I can't remember what the blue ones do. No, there's a bomb one. Yeah, the bomb's the red. Yeah. What do the blue ones do it. Oh, the blue ones, the electrical ones. The blue ones might be the electrical ones. Yeah, it looks like I, I see that right here. I didn't notice them. There's like this a bunch of electricity going on, and I'm like, what is uh, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, th- there's all sorts of different like puzzles like that. Um, and there's like some side quests too, which was really, <laughs> really cool. Um, it's like all the dialogues like super like corny and like gosh the Legos in it. oh my gosh uh, uh, yeah, this is man. cool man I didn't see that. man I'm gonna have to beat this game the toy room is so good but yeah the bat who who said the bathroom was the <laughs> Jacob had said the was bathroom awesome. was dude was the bathroom <laughs> was off the chain that bathroom's so cool because then there's like a bathtub that you like start up that like if you do this one quest you like start partying it's fucking awesome. <laughs> it's so good uh so yeah tiny kin baby tiny kin number three game of the year for me um 
Let's go to Eric with his number three game of the year, All right. 2022. Top three, I think, is a lot easier for me, I would say. But even in. saying that, da, 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 it's still kind of hard because top three, the order could shift around yeah. anytime, I would, I would say. <laughs> but uh, I think for number three, and this might upset some people, but number three, <laughs> boy, God of War Ragnarok. <laughs> <laughs> so everyone knows what the fucking God of War Ragnarok is. I don't yeah. gotta explain it. Yeah. Sequel what? to 2018. God of War 2018, you know. Set up one of the most boy. one of the I probably feel like one of the most hyped PlayStation um sequels, I think, in recent memories. Um I I don't know what else to say without about it without like spoiling it. Yeah. To be to be to be fair. So like <laughs> I would say that they improved on combat in some places. Um, Sam, if you know, you know, you know, you know. I'm I'm just yeah. trying to find There's a place. A certain that weapon is not yes. spoiler. <laughs> is not spoiler. So maybe um, I don't know if it's possible. <laughs> it's just it's just I'll talk about it in a little bit. Okay, it's good. It, it's it's just more. If you like 2018, you like God of War Ragnarok a lot. Uh, a lot. Um, this is a neat hog boss. I'm, I'm in comparison to 2018, I would say that I like 2018 more because no spoilers, but I think there are a few pacing issues in this game that feels kind of weird after the, especially like after the fact. You're like, why was this game structured this way? But like, honestly, that's kind of like a little nitpick to be honest, because like the rest of the game is just so good. Like, oh, I see. Wait, 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 wait. I see Steven is like spoiling one of the better bosses in the game. Well, he's the one. You're spoiling. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of spoilers. I'm spoiled. That's what I'm saying. There's no, there's no safe place I could have done to show. I don't think because there's like dialogue well, interstitched, I think. And man, then you don't need to show it. People know what I God of War is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's that spoiler. I have no context for that. So. Uh, no, there's, there's definitely a spoiler in this fight. That's for sure. Okay, well, still I one of the coolest. I, yeah, I, I would, I yeah. would not show the rest. Okay, of that. yeah, I would not show the rest. of that. <laughs> okay, <I'll> stop. <laughs> but yeah, just like I, the nine realms are just like so cool to explore, and like the side quests are, I like they're they are great. There are like a couple of side quests in this game where I'm just like, why is this not part of the main story? Like this is like really good, mm-hmm. and like yeah, I don't like, like I said, it's kind of hard to go into it like on why. This game's so good because, like, a lot of it is just like because of story and stuff like that. Yes. Yeah, combat's good. Exploration is like pretty good because, like, the worlds are a lot more open around this time. Um, and yeah, I have to get back to it so because, like, I haven't like played it ever since I beat it. Like, I have to go back and like play more. Mm. Besides the story pacings and stuff like that, I still think this is a really solid entry in the God of War series and like. I'm excited to see what they do next. Like, I don't know, like, how this story is going to go on. I know they said this is, like, the last game in the Norse saga. And, like, I kind of feel like this game should have been, like, another game at least. Because, like, I'm saying this, the pacing issues. But, yeah. I'm just, like, curious to see what Santa Monica is going to work on next, Since this is, this is the last game. Fly five. <laughs> yeah, sure. But I don't, they're not the ones who made Sly. So, like, I don't know. Yeah, maybe, Sony maybe property doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe uh, maybe Fly Five is a God of War Ragnarok kind of game. You know, you just like well, yeah, just... getting up people. 
Get the kid. The cane is your is your uh, <laughs> life. Beating next. the shit out of people with fucking cane. <laughs> the cane. <laughs> oh my god, that'd be hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. All right. Well, let's go to Steven with his number number three. Game number three game of the year for me. Let's see. Well, now this. Is, okay, look. Three and two were probably the hardest to keep in their places with each other. Uh, number one, I think, was more clear for me. Um, I, yeah, I can't say anything. But uh, number two and three were definitely, and I and I think I went three because one I have uh, three I have not beaten all the way, so I don't know for sure. So three is Pokemon Violet. Now, yeah, uh, glitches aside weird stuff aside which i have not seen look i've i've played a good amount of this game and i've not seen a lot of the weird shit i saw on the internet like you know like the diglet thing and the some other stuff i was <laughs> uh yeah i just i haven't seen what people are talking about a lot i guess and so maybe that has helped my experience uh i've pretty much only played on switch Lite, so it's it's been portable most of the time um so performance you know it's kind of annoying sometimes and i think what i ran into with like you know running into enemy or pokemon that just appear out of nowhere that's probably the, the worst of that for me um otherwise i don't have much negative to say about this game like it's it's what i wanted in an open world pokemon game I guess pretty much what I could have asked for 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 a very long time, honestly. Um, everyone's seen Pokemon. I know there's like some spoilers. I was gonna pull up some gameplay, but uh, oh, oh, he won't spoil no, Pokemon hey, Violet, hey. but it'll spoil God of War. <laughs> okay, I don't feel like seeing a small part of a boss fight is spoilers. No, but no, there's spoilers in that boss fight. That there fight. are very much spoilers in that boss fight. Uh, I don't think it was, but anyways. Well, I'm glad you, you didn't that, notice them. As somebody say, who yeah, I noticed them, I'm glad that immediately. You didn't notice. <laughs> but there are definitely spoilers in that boss fight. Okay. Okay. 100%. And anyhow, uh, I just We feel should probably like... blur that out in the video edit, by the oh, way. I'm just saying. <laughs> just saying. Anyhow. Back to Pokemon. Uh, I think... <laughs> uh... Yeah, Scarlet's open world. They do a lot of things to incentivize you to go and explore. And the biggest surprise for me was giving a shit about the story for a while. Mm. Now, I don't know. I, I I wanted to know what happened to the characters, which is definitely a first for me. Uh, I guess kind of in Sun and Moon, right? But But it was kind of, I don't know, I didn't give that much of a shit to be honest in sun and moon this one i care about something that happens to someone's something and that's all i'll say (laughs) (laughs) yeah and uh I I give a shit about something that happens to someone's something. I'm not gonna spoil. I don't know, man. It's not like a spoiler spoil to me. Keen. It's it's too good. I can't spoil it. Come on, I can't do it. Uh, yeah, I just 
the way the things like you can upgrade your your mount is really cool and you can dude i i want to say it but i can't but uh there's a cool pokemon where you feed coins to level it up and it's like a treasure chest and that's really fun um they evolve on the formula in ways that are awesome while still keeping to the things that I, I do love, which is the gym battles and the elite four. And there's, there's one of the, the one of the gym leaders who's just like the normal type. And it's just like this working guy who, who's like, ah, I'm on the clock and he's got like a suitcase with him and he works at like a restaurant. It's just really fun. Like the, the different characters they add and the dynamics they have with them. I kind of just gelled with the story they were telling. And I hope, yeah, if we were going forward with that formula, I think that's where they should focus on is pushing the characters and making you give a shit about why you're going through Pokemon everybody's collecting them all i know it's a game for kids it doesn't need to be that deep but like we could we could we could make it a little more have a little more depth right um disney's shown us that uh pixar's shown us that that you can have depth in those kind of movies and those kind of stories so um i think one thing i wish I, they would have had was voice acting though if that can be the next step perfect you know you're asking and, and way too much for the good performance voice acting like, on the Switch. Give, right? give me three years for, for the Pokemon next Pokemon game. game. Give me no, three years for the next one. That's all I'm saying. Have the team work on it longer than they did this one. Um, give them the time. Because I feel like without all of the negative glitches and things like that, this would have popped up on a lot more people's game of the years. Um hmm. yeah. It's it's fantastic Pokemon game. If you love Pokemon, play it. That's that's all shocking what happens when you sell a unfinished product weird um 20 million sold <laughs> how many 20, 20 like 20 million sold pokemon fans are weird <laughs> why because yeah. it's a great game or god broken game it All is right. broken but i who am i to talk i fucking bought cyberpunk at launch um <laughs> me too <laughs> but actually i had that pre-ordered so i don't know if that counts um I was just let down, you know. I, I bought it before I knew about that shit. Let's get to number two, and I am very glad. I am very happy to be sitting here as the first person to talk about this game. Number two, Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Oh, God. What <laughs> a what a game. What, an, what a gem of a game. Um, the thing that really like carries this game is the side content i will say i i'm i love i like the main story as well obviously um but what is it chapter four five, the end of chapter four five. beginning of chapter five or uh, five, five and six. six yeah five and six. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> can i just like <laughs> some of the most insane stuff goes on and it's just so good like it's so well done there's a fucking song that plays oh my god dude there's they, just a, essentially a music video and it's amazing <laughs> they know amazing. how to tear at your heartstrings for sure like yeah it's, it's just it's one of those things where like oh my god yes 
And you're like, no. Yes. No. Yes. No. Yes. Wait, no. no. And it just keeps getting worse and then better and then worse and then better. And well, the gameplay, right? Like, go ahead. And then, but, uh, but yeah. Uh, so I obviously love the main plot. I think the ending, uh, well, I think the final, I think the bosses are really interesting, like kind of vary from very interesting to compelling to fucking, I don't give a shit about this care, this, this boss. Um, uh, just the like different Mobiuses. Some of them are like really cool and interesting. And yeah. then some of them are just like kind of there and who gives a fuck. Um, and like the final boss is, the final boss fight is insane and ridiculous. Um, and I'm really glad I never died because apparently you can't skip a bunch of it. Big same. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, just like the villain in this game is not as eh, I don't know the the like main main villain is not a, I I don't think is as good as the first game um or even what's his face in fucking two I don't know I like I, I like, like him two, better than what's his face better better than two not let not the final villain in oh, two. oh okay. um. What's his name? Jin? Jin. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's he's a good villain. Not not fucking uh douchebag um, number yeah, one. Yeah. Well, I don't even remember his name. <laughs> Eric, what's his name? Malos. 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 Yeah. yeah. Fuck it. Destroy. Listen, we're not gonna get into spoilers here, but like the implications Malos. and all that stuff, all right? Get out of here. Not even Malos. Uh but yeah, like my my like one I think issue with the game is the 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 main villain. Um, and it's not like a huge issue. Like I still like the main villain, just yeah. Compared to the other, especially compared to the first villain. Uh, well, in the, the main villain in the first game, the supporting cast too, right? Like, but yeah, that's what I was. That's what I was gonna say about like the side content and all like the supporting characters are they carry this game so much. Like they're so good. Um, one of my favorite characters, um, is Ashira, which you meet pretty like decently late. I think she's one of the one of the later um heroes that you meet she's great, um, man. my favorite character in the game one of my uh, probably my favorite character this year um i just really really liked her um and then obviously i like i think uni is probably my favorite of the main cast um and like i like all of them there's not a single one in the main cast that i don't like even though i like to shit on fucking tyon because he's a nerd <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's easy uh the combat obviously after playing it for so long can get a little bit repetitive, but like I enjoyed it the whole time. Um, I really liked the combat the whole time, even though I was super over leveled. So it was really easy. Um, but, uh, and like the chain attacks, even though most of the time I'd end up doing the same thing, you know, the chain attacks throwing a nice wrench there. To, uh, there's all different sorts of combinations you can do. Um, and, uh, I do like how the different heroes have different abilities that will help with different types of enemies. Um, like one of them has like, if you're fighting Max or whatever, you probably want a certain hero in your party because his ability is insane against Max. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, yeah, the combat can get repetitive, but liked it the whole time of the like 
almost 80 hours, I think, I put in this game. Um, and I did pretty much, I, I'm pretty sure I did like everything you can do in this game, um, like story-wise. Um, I'm sure there's some like random shit I can do to upgrade the... Fallen or, soldiers like, the, and things like that. Yeah, there's like that kind of stuff I didn't, I obviously didn't, didn't do all of that. But um, from like story standpoint, I'm pretty sure I did essentially everything. Um, all the side content, all the side stories and stuff. Oh, um, really fun. Eric disappeared. Um, and then the music, amazing. Oh, here, don't worry. The music <laughs> is 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 amazing. Um, I, I think this got snubbed at the Game Awards for sure for music. Absolutely. Or wait, did it win good music? No, no. I God think, of War uh, one music. God of War one. Yeah. What a joke. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Xenoblade. This music is great. Um. The fucking flute is fucking Damn. pops off in this game, all right? It fucking pops off in this game. And then the the uh the chain attack music. Yeah. Fucking hype as shit. Um <laughs> I think I like the music in the first one a little bit more. Um Hard as, to beat well, that, though. I feel like the the main thing with the music in this game is the, like the the idle music or whatever. Like when you're just kind of walking around environments, that music isn't as like popping as in, as it is in the first one, uh, yeah. Like the battle music is awesome, um, and the flute does some wild things in this game, um, doing like cutscenes and stuff like that. That 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 music, dope. The final song in this game, you know, the final cutscene, ah, so good. Um, and that final cutscene is well and. The ending, right? It's um, so hard for some games to get the ending right. Yeah, I think this game nails the ending. I really do think it nails the ending. Um, You're number uh, two, and right? the, So yeah, that's my that's my number two. I don't. I think that's all I have to say about it. Let me make sure. Let me check check my notes. notes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, that's all nice. I have to say about Xenoblade Chronicles Three. Um, this will twenty twenty two. Wait, yeah, 2022 <laughs> will forever be the year of the Xenoblade because it's why I, I played all three games. Liked two of the three, two, hated two. <laughs> I don't even hate two. I just don't like it that much. I, uh, I forget. Real quick, you, like the... you, didn't, you didn't play Future Connected and you didn't play two's DLC, right? No, I didn't play either of the DLCs. Okay, well, you don't really need to. So. Oh, okay. I mean, they're good, but like they didn't. It, from what I remember, nothing in those two ever reference ever gets referenced in three. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, and I yeah, that's the other thing I do want to say for a game that's like insanely. For a game that's like connected to, to the first game and the third and the second game, in such a like insane way. This game does such a good job of like just being like a story. Yeah. Like okay. without having to rely really on like obviously deeper like lore and stuff. Obviously heavily, heavily connects to one and two. Mm-hmm. But just from like a story perspective, I think they did a really good job. Just like you don't have to play one and two to be able to play this game at all. Like it would like at all. Um uh and so, like, you know, it, it's it avoids the MCU problem, which is becoming more and more of a problem in MCU, where you like 
all these movies are coming out and you you miss a you miss a lot if you're not watching like all the movies you know what i mean mm-hmm. um but i think this game did a really good job with being like this crazy like essentially crossover event but not having you don't have to play the other two games at all like you can straight up just jump into xenoblade 3 but like obviously there's going to be some stuff here and there that's like you oh, might have questions awesome. about some things but yeah but like for the most part you don't need to play one and two i highly suggest you play one yeah. um but yeah xenoblade 3 number two um uh, let's move on to eric's number two okay number hmm. one and number two now this is the one where i'm like man these two can switch places any time of day <laughs> you keep it, saying that well uh, top three number. i said it <laughs> no <laughs> number one and number two are for sure i'm like okay which I, one do i agree with you i which i will one? say that with my with my one and two i'm like really like i've gone back and forth between them yeah like you know any given sunday you know i might say the other one but yeah I think out of war would always have been my three just because like I, I think those story pacing issues are what like kind of brought it down a bit for me where it just kind of felt um unfocused for a while. But the one and two, oh man, I don't even know which one I want to go with. Um you know what? I'm gonna be different and I'm gonna say number two is the one game that won game of the year at the game awards. Bill Clinton, the reformed rabbi. <laughs> no, obviously, Elden Ring. I mean, like, Elden Ring is like a fucking wild ass game. Wild First ass. of all, Sam, you got to play it. Yep. Yep. I do it, dude. I do it. Do hey, I? Man, I'll sque- yeah, he's waiting. He's waiting. He wants to I've play heard... with you. I'll play with you guys. I'll do it. Yeah, I'll I've heard it. mixed. I've heard mixed mixed reviews. Mixed no, fucking yeah, <laughs> like oh my god, like what a way to start. Like obviously, Legends Arcus came out earlier this year, but mm-hmm. Elden Ring. But like, after that, Elden Ring was just like consuming my time for like that first half of the. Year. It fucking oh my god, that game was just fucking wild. Like, who, I like this is like the. I don't know, if, like how people will, will react me saying if I think this is like the pinnacle of like the Soulsborne genre, fucking. Just like the way, or you didn't say Steven? I, I think you're right, man. I, I, yeah, I think yeah. It, it's the it's the pinnacle. I think like just like after you beat like the first main like um dungeon, the castle, whatever. When you go out to the world and you like see the almost the entire world on the horizon, you're just like, what the fuck? This thing is huge, and like it's just fucking like you can. People say open world games like if you can see if you can see it you can go to it in Elden Ring it's it's true like you see it you can go to it if you're stuck on a boss you can be like all right I'm not supposed to be here let me turn around find someone else to fight and then come back and beat this guy's ass and like oh my this game I I don't I need to look at my PlayStation to see how many hours I put into it but I think I put like 80 90 hours in this game and like playing this game co-op with friends is just so much fun as well because we're just like where did you see your friend have a piece of gear and you're like, where did you get that? And like, oh, I, I wandered off to this place over here and I found it over here. And you're just like, yeah. oh my God, I got to go over there and find it. Like, it's like, it, it's the same effect that Breath of the Wild had where you can go out and find stuff and tell other people about it. And they'll be like, really? No way. Like, this is a definition of a game where you like, you can like make your own story where you, your journey is set by the way 
that you want to progress. It's not it's not the game holding your hand, telling you where to go. It's you just trekking along, finding your own stories, making your making your own journey. And it's just so fucking good. Um so many like caverns you can walk into to find like these mini bosses and stuff like that. I mean everyone everyone will tell you like when they first walk off walk out into the first area, the fucking tree sentinel. Yeah. What was the first thing I did? <laughs> Try to fight go up and fight him? Get my ass kicked. Of course, kicked. dude. Of course you fight that guy, you know? And then, you, and then you're like, all right, well, I can't beat this dude. So let me just sneak up around him and and go to this little this little, this little outpost, outpost right behind them where there's a merchant you can talk to. And, and, like, there was one point where I'm just like, I hit the tree sentinel, and I'm like, oh, this is not going to go well for me. <laughs> let me go to the outpost. Let me go to the outpost. There's a, there's a site of grace there. This has got to be a safe zone, right? No. No, he fucking came in. He started destroying the outpost. I'm just like, oh my god, this is not good. <laughs> <laughs> it was just so, just so funny. Where I'm just like, oh man, this safe spot I thought was safe is not safe at all. And like, uh, it was just so funny. Another one, the swamp near that same spot where a fucking dragon comes out of nowhere, and I'm just like, what the fuck? There's a dragon here. Just so funny. Everyone else will tell you the chest in that fucking swamp where you open it and it teleports you to some bumfuck nowhere on the map. And it's like, oh my god. And you There's have some... to and you and you can't teleport out. You have nope. to walk your way out out of these enemies who can one shot you. You're just like, okay, how the hell do I get out of here safely? And then <laughs> it's just so just so much <laughs> shit like in here where it just like you're like, oh my god, this is fucking bullshit. But like it adds like the memorable moments in this game. It's just so so fun. The trap rooms, man. That's all I'll say. Yeah. That's all I'll say. The fucking first <laughs> boss, fucking, uh, um, I forgot what his name was, but, uh, God, God, Godwin, the, which, I think it was, the... in, in the first castle, the first, very, the first, very first boss in there. Was like, it Godric? He was, or... uh, no, no, God, I, God I don't remember Rory. One of the two. Yeah. Godfrey? I don't know. What is it? <laughs> I think, no, no, not Godfrey. Uh, I think God I God Drake is the first one in the yeah. he's the main boss that plays like the boss you fight before about... getting into the castle. Oh, the the one uh, Margot. Mar- yeah, Mar- Margaret. Margot Margaret. Or... That's what it was. Mar- Margot or Margaret, one of the two. I can't yeah. Remember. Fucking, oh my god! For being like the first like major boss you find in that game. That's he was the wall, dude. Kicking my that ass. Is, that is the wall that breaks people, right? Or make you yeah. know like if you. <laughs> and so like. I think back in our back in our uh, when we were first talking about this topic, like and back way back then, like one. By the way, one of our like most listened to podcast episodes on Anchor, accordingly, where it was you, me, and Jacob talking about Elden Ring. Dude, that was so. I, I back then I was like, oh man, this has got to be like the hardest Souls game, and I think it was just just because of the fucking that boss right there, where I'm like, this guy is kicking my ass consistently, <laughs> and it was so fucking hard. And then, and then afterwards you beat him and it's like okay now it's like general souls difficulty but like yeah it's just so fucking fun and just like oh just general souls there are peaks yeah. there are peaks and valleys right and then there's yeah. one boss that's just a troll that's just yeah. a troll at the end and and you don't you know you don't need to beat yeah. this boss but you, you I want think, to I think generally the game is a little it, it is easier than general souls games because like you can go you can you can go anywhere else on the map yeah. to like level up and stuff like that I think it's just that one the the beginning area where you really don't have much to go and so that's why i think that that first part was pretty hard that's why i said in the podcast back then we're like oh my god this is the hardest one but after that it's smooth sailing someone beat and, this with a dance pad so it can't be that hard oh my god yeah <laughs> someone, beat this with a dance, 
someone did this. She she did it. She did. She was playing it on two screens. Two. Yeah, <laughs> she was playing it with a controller on one and, and a, a dance, dance pad thing. on the other, so and she beat cool. it. <laughs> what the fuck? Who was the time to learn how to do that? <laughs> I'm yeah, not even gonna be able to beat it with a controller. <laughs> on one screen. Oh, you could do it. You got this. No, it's you could. And this chick's beating it twice at one time. I think he could. I think he could beat it. You can, you can beat it. And, Gotta um, prepped you enough, I think. Yeah, I think. So. <laughs> I probably um, wouldn't be able to beat bug snacks twice at one time. <laughs> I probably um, wouldn't be able to beat a Lego game twice at one time. And you're telling me she can beat Elden Ring twice at one? Come on. I did Guitar Hero 2 at one. Anyways, back on topic. <laughs> Is she on, like, Adderall? Like, she's like, <laughs> Jesus. Just How do you the, be able to focus that much? The amount of build variety you can do this game. You can, you yeah, can beat this game in any build you want. You can be a sorcerer who stays the bumfuck back in the, in the back. Isn't and unless, you? Are you a mage? No, I was fucking, uh, like, a hybrid, like, melee and, like, face oh. magic, basically. Oh, so you're, you're not as much as a coward as I thought you were. <laughs> no, I did that in Demon Souls. Demon Souls Mage big oh, breaks that game. Demon Souls, you were a coward. Okay. Yeah. No. Yeah. There's but, no coward uh, with Dark Souls. <laughs> listen, the strength faith I'm build in coward. Elden Ring. Strength yep. faith build. Blasphemous Blade. Ooh, that my god, and it's like so good. But uh, just the fucking boss fights in this game. Like the main boss fights in this game are so incredible. Everyone talks about it. Rikard, just fucking. Uh. Go into that volcano manor, walking up to his boss arena. There's a big ass sword in front of him. You pick that shit up, and then you fucking start swinging this fucking snake blasphemy dude, and it's just, just so fucking good. Fucking the the second what is it, second to final boss? I'm not gonna spoil who it is, but like in the arena before the Erd Tree. Bullshit! I'm gonna tell you that right. Now. That uh, fucking fight was, was it, fucking. You, you talking about Stompy Boy? Yeah, Stompy yeah, Boy. Yeah, I'm yeah. just like, this This fight is making me pull my hair out. But hey, it's a fucking good fight. <laughs> it was a good fight, yeah. This isn't really a... convincing me to play, if I'm being honest. <laughs> <laughs> and and then, then... Yeah, it's the accomplishment, though. You'll yeah. Hear and well, then... Sense of pride and accomplishment. Yeah. Okay. And EA. then you, you, you can't talk about Elden Ring without talking about Melania. Who fucking... I mean, you can't. <laughs> I mean, you can't because <laughs> she's the fucking hard. I th- if you've played it, you can. if you played it, yeah. yeah, isn't she like the hardest souls? Is she, I don't even know, like what the category I think she is. I, I think I see people were mentioning like he, she is like one of the hardest bosses, yeah. like in yep. the entire and game. And, like, she's the one on the cover, so the game cover. Is she? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. I I don't have the, the physical copy, so. Yeah. They knew what they were doing, man. They is knew she on my is she on my EU version of the game that yeah. I have for some oh, reason. Who knows, dude? dude <laughs> my my brother got a got the Spanish version of fucking <laughs> Gotham Knights. <laughs> like it's where do you guys buy games from? Right? It's, it's, Amazon. I don't know. Amazon's <laughs> sending weird shit. He got like oh the God. back like obviously like the title's the same. Like it's still just Gotham yeah. Knights and it like works fine it's just like the, the back all the text the back of the physical copy is like all the text is spanish for him it's that's like, great so weird. <laughs> man but yeah elder ring man i know the coliseum dlc came out um not really a big pvp guy but like never never hurts to try it i'm just waiting for like whatever 
store expansion they're going to come out with if there is any plans for doing expansion because i really don't know does the coliseum have philatides no 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 probably not just telling and, you to get up on anyway, the Hydra's back oh <laughs> <laughs> anyway sam you you me and akeen should, uh, should yeah. start up a startup that, i'll be down to play Elden Ring again i'll do a different build uh, uh, you could do it i know you could can I play as a just, jester who just like juggles while you guys do uh, fighting? Is that I, possible? <laughs> the one How thing about Elden Ring dodging? is <laughs> I wish from software would just get with the times with co-op. Make yeah. can I just I just want to do the whole game co-op. Don't make me do this summoning thing that get they do with all these times, games. Dude. So many games have been co-op games I've played recently. I've just been like, what is this? Like the the Final Fantasy Strangers of Paradise fucking co-op is bogus uh, i guarantee you it's probably better than then soulsborne co-op i don't know no you're you're, you're kind of playing no 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 a little too far i In, think but no 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 i'm talking about like the I've... matchmaking system is what oh, i'm talking okay, about okay and how that works not the actual Co- gameplay yeah not the actual game i'm talking about matchmaking just seems like co-op is something that just companies just can't get right with with games yeah, yeah. many like Fucking outriders was good co-op i think but like, let me share progress if i'm in the same world god damn it that's what i'm saying like, there, I, there is a mod on steam where it, yeah. it's, it's a seamless co- seamless co-op and like that's pretty cool but like yeah obviously isn't we all don't have game game on pc is, is there a co-op game coming out soon that was like that it was like just announced that uh is it redfall that like uh only the hosts progresses or something is it Redfall? I don't think it's Redfall. I don't know. God, yeah. I hope Redfall's co-op is good. Me too. I hope that game's good. All right. But yeah, that's uh, Elden Ring. Play it, Sam. I'm telling I'm you. Sure we'll, I'm sure we will not talk about Elden Ring for the rest of this podcast. Oh, no, definitely not. Uh, <laughs> let's go to Steven for his oh, number goodness. two. Okay, so this is going <laughs> to be short. Short and sweet. Um, spoilers, I suppose. Uh, Xenoblade 3 is my number two. Um, <clears throat> you guys have... I don't know. I know Sam has spoken leagues about it. I commented as well. Uh, the story about, cried like a baby for a while, you know. I guess not like a baby, just cried. Like it was, it was impactful, right? What was happening in the game, and um, they they do enough. I feel like because I didn't play as much side stuff. I think I didn't go through all of the side stuff. I did do a good amount, but. Um, just basically like the critical things that I wouldn't miss, like certain bosses or things like that, you know, um, I didn't do the whole like farming thing or like more potatoes, man, more potatoes, you the worst you know? side quests in the game. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> at that point, I, yeah, I don't know. It was, although is that, although is that the same quest that you hook up J- Juniper and what's his face? Uh, yeah, I believe so. so you know, yeah. you got that. <laughs> Yeah, it's true. That. Even Juniper then, right? his face, you know, they get together. For being the worst side quest in the game, it's still pretty good. Like, it's still a decent side quest, right? And so, yeah, it's not like terrible. They're it's all potatoes. multifaceted. It's not just like, okay, go fetch this thing. No, it's like, okay, there's a reason for me wanting to have you go and do that. Because um, it helps out this, and we're, we're in need here, and it matters to this character, right? Um there's lots of that all the way throughout and that's kind of like what big motivating forces to go and explore and i don't know um 
what is it ashera is that her name ashera yeah yeah definitely definitely uh definitely my favorite character in the game yeah for sure um just the attitude that that she has like the warrior's attitude and yeah it's just like super it sticks out it sticks out because everybody else is like yo why why we gotta die every 10 years yeah now? why are we killing each other and she's just <laughs> why like, we gotta die and she's then she's like, like yo let's die gloriously <laughs> yeah uh Time yeah die. some of the stuff that that i remember most throughout this year my most memorable moments of games are in this game right like uh you know, obviously the the <clears throat> prison part i'm not gonna say uh where you're just like it's it's torture man like the the characters are are in duress and you kind of feel that in that moment um the the music punctuating every dramatic moment or every every exciting part is i you know I, whoever the the composer and musicians in this like arrangement are i would like to meet and shake their hands all of them because <laughs> they did a really great job um and other things with flute i did not think was possible so uh yeah and and the ending right like these long games are so hard to nail the ending and that's one of my bigger pet peeves with with bigger longer games is that when you finally get to the ending sometimes feels hollow right like okay i guess i'm done with it or whatever you know i rolled credits cool I'll go back and I guess maybe sometime do the side stuff, but I'm not motivated. In this one, I want to go back. There was just games I had to get to otherwise. Um, yeah. So, yeah, and then there is some post post game stuff, like small post game stuff that that's interesting and neat. Um, for people who've played uh, the other games, and for people who are looking for more, and I don't know, I just. <sighs> This one was hard to put at number two, I'll say, uh, with how much I enjoyed it. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, Xenoblade 3. Yeah, Steven, you mentioned the soundtrack, and, like, you said who the composer was. I want to tell you one thing. Do you like Chrono Trigger? I do. Because guess, you know who made that? The soundtrack for that? Same, same person. Yeah, same? <laughs> yeah. No That's fucking wonder. Masuda. No, no wonder, dude. Damn. Okay. The, the final cutscene in that game is... And like the first, the first, the first time when I was playing on stream, I was a little distracted because I was like being pulled away to like dinner and stuff. But yeah. then like I rewatched it, and I've watched it several times since then. And every time it's just like, oh my god! And you like no, you'll notice like you just notice like different things every time you watch. Like, I'm getting chills thinking thing. about like what happens like, uh. um, and like there's just there's a fist bump in the game. Like I don't think. I, Never in my entire life would I think that I'd get so emotional over a fucking fist bump. But there's a fist bump in the final cutscene of this game that just thinking about fucking breaks me. Like, yes, absolutely. It's just like, oh my god. Um, but yeah, great game. I gotta watch um, that scene again. Damn. <laughs> and it's a great fucking song. Oh my god. Oh my god. Um, <laughs> number. <laughs> <laughs> oh no actually before we go to number one before oh, yeah. we go to number yeah, one yeah. let's do some honorable mentions i 
we'll just count down my other top. My, my I'll, I'll just say my six through 10 because I have them. Um, I won't spend too much time on either. Uh, number at number 10, I had high on life. Really fun game. Surprised me how much fun I had with it. Number nine, tunic. Good level design. Yes. Uh, very obtuse though at, at certain moments. Um, and the combat is in, isn't as tight and fun as uh death, death store. Yeah. Um, eight was stray. Lots of little details in there to make you really feel like a cat. I actually really liked the world building that was going on in this game. The music fucking is so hype in this game. Fucking jazzy techno shit. It's awesome. Um, <laughs> and visual and it's visually interesting. And then number, number seven is vampire survivors. Put that number seven, which kicked out horizon forbidden West. Um, Vampire Survivors number seven. Yeah. And then at number six, a game that this is the one I really want to shout out. Um, because I think it got really close to being in my top five. And when I initially like finished it, I didn't think it was even gonna be close to my top five. Um, but just like looking back on it and thinking about how like engrossed I was in the story. Like what was going on in the game, game. is Pentiment. Um, because the writing, um, I think is pretty is up there with Citizen Sleeper, which is like my favorite writing of the year. Um, there's just like this. There's just this one moment that kind of overshadows like the rest of the game that brings it down out of the top five, where you like kind of lose control of your character. Um, in a way that does not feel right um, mm. with the rest of the game. Um, and then maybe it's a little too long, but I, I was engrossed the whole time. And even like the last chapter or last act, I guess at first I was like, Oh, we're doing this now. But then yeah. once I started doing this now, I was like, Oh, I'm like actually really engrossed by this. And this is still very interesting. Um, I think the, the, the uh there's several characters in this game that are really like uh that are really compelling it's got a really interesting take on like religion and stuff like that um and as someone who's atheist that's very very interesting um uh and then the art style i mean it's it's great like it it's awesome um i really dig the the like storybook type art style and the, all the uh like the scrawling right all, on the, the yeah pen. All, all all the different uh like fonts and typography um for like different different characters each they do a really good job of like kind of like symbolizing how people will how people talk like how uh, correct with the, it with, with the fonts they use yeah and they like yeah exactly so like a lot of like the illiterate characters like the peasants and stuff in the game will like make a lot of mistakes so they'll like have to like it'll erase the thing and then fill in a new thing. And then also like if you're talking to someone like super like uh like if you're talking to like a priest or something that's like super proper and stuff like that, the font's a lot more fan like a lot fancier and stuff like like it, it's just a really cool, like nice such. Um and the more I'm talking about this game, the more I feel like maybe it should have been in my top five. But <laughs> and, and you know, it's one of those games where I think the more I think about it the more I like it even and the more I'm able to forget the, the like one moment that kind of brings it down. Um, 
and I probably talked way too long for a game that wasn't even my top five. But those are my honorable mentions. And, oh, and I would like to shout out a game called Rainbow Billy and the Curse of the Leviathan. It is not on my list because it didn't come out in 2022. It came out in 2021, but I would like to shout that game out. It's fucking rad. That's funny. Uh, Eric, honorable mentions. Honorable mentions. If you have any. Well, I really don't think I played a lot. So let's see. Honorable mentions goes to Splatoon 3. More Splatoon, more fun. Um, Love a single player. Multiplayer, I've, I'm going to have to admit, I kind of have fallen off of it. And I think that's maybe just because I've played so much of Splatoon 2. And so I guess like there was like nothing like really grabbing me for 3. Um, I feel like everybody was playing that game when it came out. Splatoon yeah. 3. And then it just like disappeared. Yeah, I, I don't know. I forgot about it until you just said it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I like it. It's just that something about it is not pulling me in as much. Too. Yeah. Um, Cult of the Lamb. Fun little indie mm. game. Um, building up your community. Um, I, I, combat was like not the greatest in it. I would say it just felt kind of basic. And so I kind of felt like it really didn't mesh it too as well. But people love it. So yeah, give it a shout out. Um, Vampire Survivors, obviously, like the fucking goat i'm shouting out here because it wasn't on it's my list the, before it's the fucking goat it's the fucking goat <laughs> he <laughs> says it's, it's not even it's in his top even. five the goat in the goat the goat in it is the yeah it's the goat <laughs> uh sam's not gonna hit he's gonna hate me for this but crisis core reunion i know oh, crisis core has no <laughs> crisis core has issues i'm not gonna lie but i appreciate square for remastering this game uh, because it was stuck in the PSP for fucking years, and so I appreciate uh, that as well. All right, I'll have yeah. I'll ha- have you know, like <laughs> I didn't like it, but obviously, if I like <laughs> the, the the more people can, the more people that can play a game, the better. It's like whatever yeah. game it is. So sure, I yeah. played a bunch of the missions and got overpowered super easily. That I uh, two punched Sephiroth. So there you go. Oh. That's always good. Very easy to very easy to get overpowered to beat the main yes. story. <laughs> and magic is incredibly overpowered. Yeah. Like the what I guess I don't try to think the order of things. Whatever. Genesis <laughs> just decked him. I cast no, like yeah. three I cast like three spells on him and fucking killed him. It's like, oh my god, that was incredible. Very easy to get overpowered in this game. Yeah. Um. Uh, let's see what else. I I have not updated my GG list. <laughs> I mean, even though it wasn't a 2022 game, Death Door. Right, Death Door was a 2021, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Beat that in here. My, was my game of the year of 2021? Same. Listen, I forget. All right. <laughs> Beat Rainbow that. Billy probably would have been in my top five if I would have played <laughs> in 2021. Really? I'm trying, huh. I'm trying to think about 2021, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Wait, Rainbow uh, Billy kicked ass. All right. I played most of this during December, but beat it in January. But I'm gonna call it on with Yakuza Zero. What a fun, fun time! Fucking uh, finding out like more about Kiryu and Majima. Fucking great story. The v- story. Oh my god! It goes Fucking places, man. Hooked the shit out of me. I did not expect it. It was so good. I'm just sitting here, like if you know the Michael Jackson eating popcorn meme. That that just mm. me the entire game. I'm just like, yeah, <laughs> yep. Right. Yeah, it's like a... I... <laughs> got it. Go ahead. When people say like this I, is a crime drama, they fucking meant it. I need to get back into it. I need to get back into Yakuza. Because I, I had started Zero and it was like really, really loving it. And then it crashed 
like right after this long ass cutscene. Oof. Oh. <laughs> and it didn't save because I don't know that there's auto save at all in that game, or there probably in is, but like it's zero, just uh, like the phone not in zero, I believe. Yeah. Um, I just I just played Kiwami one and there was auto saves nearby. I don't think there is in zero. Yeah. Yeah, in zero it literally crashed in like that transition from a super long cutscene back to gameplay. And I was Oof. like, Are you fucking kidding me? I don't want to have to watch that over. Like I didn't I didn't feel like watching it over again right then, and so then I just like never went back to it. You um, could you could just like, I set go... it on and then just walk away or whatever. <laughs> I think, well, I'm just I'm gonna start I'm gonna start it over now because they're they're all on PS Plus. Yeah. So I'd rather play on there than Xbox and PC because trophies. Um, my brother, you know, I went ahead of my brother and then he started playing fucking Mass Effect Legendary Edition and he's popping uh, all these trophies and it's pissing me off. All right. Now he's ahead of me in trophy level. A lot right? of trophies in Yakuza. Yeah, just real quick uh, in Yakuza. Did you play that meeting, that side quest where it's the knockoff Michael Jackson and knockoff Steven Spielberg? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> One of the best ones, dude. One of the best ones. Oh. It's really funny. Yeah, um, uh, this shit that you discover in that game is just like one of the biggest reasons to go. Obviously, explore is just to find the weird stuff. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. I I would I would like to correct something that I said earlier about Rainbow Billy. Okay, there's not a chance in hell that would have been in my top five last year. Looking back at last year, last year was great. Like I, last year was great. Yeah, I think my top, my I think my top two games would have been like something probably three this year. I don't know. Yeah. That's it for my honorable mentions though. Um my honorable mentions is gonna start off with uh Witch Queen, which is technically not a game, so I didn't didn't really put that on there, but it is an, a very large expansion to Destiny 2. It is the best story Destiny has told. Flat. Like, there have been great stories in Destiny, but this one outclasses all of them. And the 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 revelations in, in there, the story beats, the actual gameplay was solid. I played on Legendary, and they have a Legendary campaign um, with my brother. We played it. it. Took us, like, maybe three sessions, and we beat it. But, like, three chunk chunky sessions right like it was a good campaign size and it was the right length too it didn't overstay its welcome um yeah yeah the witch queen and it added you know they added a bunch of um bunch of new gameplay things and it was just i don't know what they did with void 3.0 and things like that they it gave, it made me care again about destiny more in the story sense right more than just like a loot grind and every season since then has just been and even for from a little bit before leading up to that like the the seasonal stuff has just been killing it um but that like punctuated it really well um i think that would probably be like my number eight if i had to go um there was another one i can't what the hell it was called uh citizen sleeper was whenever one of my honorable mentions uh i played that really really dug that game um didn't, god i'm didn't just play ghost song or something yeah ghost song was i fell off of that one pretty hard i will say i like it but i just <laughs> it's it gets to the point where you aren't really rewarded as much for 
for overcoming mm-hmm. things and it just it just didn't stick um i wanted to get to cult of the lamb i've seen some good things about that um did you play uh, that narco game or whatever yes narco was another one i was i literally was just gonna say that. Oh, <laughs> narco okay. incredible writing in absolutely incredible um and the the world's setting and i don't know if narco came out that's what i mean i don't know if it was like out this year out or yeah, if it well, was like early access okay yeah then it's definitely i think it's probably like my number six like the story is incredible in that game um and it's really really it got me introspective i suppose in a way that no other game had done for a very long time um the writing is incredible the way they the the characters are presented and the world is just so unique um yeah i think that one i what was immortality is another shot i wanted to put there Mm. i i haven't beaten yet and i'm i was playing a little more over the break but holy shit this this game the performances and it's it's a strange feeling because like it's like you're watching a movie but like a documentary and you're skimming through these clips um you can click on like a person's face and it'll pull you to like a different clip entirely um kind of like inception right where you're going inside a dream inside of a dream right and you made a face there so it was the, like the, the, these types of games just are off-putting to me what these uh, are like uh <laughs> it is a what do they call them like I'll say, uh, FMV. Um, yeah. But it's different than that in the way that they have you interact with the different clips and and different things as you're unfolding the story of, um, God, I can't remember her name, the main, the main character, the lead in the movies and everything that they're showing. And it starts off with like her in a talk show and then like they give you the controls to, to pause and then click on different things and it goes over a like a a good time span of like different movies and directors and things like that of like basically her story and what happened to her. And you're trying to unravel. I, I get, I haven't re- reached that part yet, but like the mystery behind her and like why she's like secluded or why she was, was a hermit for a while and things like that. Um, yeah, I, it, I think the way that they set it up is, it's kind of what's hooking me you can click on like a table and it'll pull you to like another scene with a sim- that same table, but like, it's a different setup. Like they're rehearsing their lines or they're going over, over the script or they're going, you know, there's a private moment between the director and the, the cast and things like that. It's, it is a very adult game. I will say, um, for anyone who is, I guess, uh, I don't know, sensitive to that, right? It's it's definitely a very adult game. So just be wary of that. It's definitely worth your time, though. The The performances are incredible. Tinykin was another one that I had on there. Obviously, really, really. How dare you not incredible put that in your top five? Dude, it just didn't. It just didn't. I didn't finish, to be fair. I didn't finish that game. Mm. Like, maybe <laughs> I had. Um, Metal Hellsinger, right? Mm. Uh I mean, best best rhythm game of the year. That probably hits my number seven. Uh, they didn't have rhythm games. There's not much competition, right? Uh, and I guess what Trombone Champ was the other one that was kind of that came out this year that people liked, but I didn't play it. So 
Was uh, Melody a memory this year or last year? <laughs> dude, uh, Gundam Evolution was one I wanted to put at my eight. Uh, Gundam Evolution, number nine, I wanted to put Hard Space Shipbreaker. And this one has kind of a similar, like, theming to, like, Citizen Sleeper, where it's, you're a contracted worker that's been cloned, essentially. Like, the, the part of you, they took all of your essence, right, to make infinite clones out of yourself that they charge you for by the way they charge you to do rebirth and stuff so you're enslaved indebted to them and then you're you're cutting up these things with like i don't know like a different like a a laser gun right you're cutting up these giant shipwrecks and things like that because it's pretty much like post earth i don't know if it's post earth i don't know exactly the time frame but you cut up ships into big chunks and you sort them and you have a gravity gun to pull them in and shoot them into different compartments and things like that. Uh, it's a great game. Obviously you get, you get penalized for like not meeting your daily quota of money and things like that. And it's interesting in that way. But the, again, the writing is something that carries it through and like the, the way they set up the story. So those are probably the ones I'm going to say I have plenty of more, but those are the ones I wanted to touch on. So. All right, let's get to our number ones are games of the year they're all, i know all three of them they're gonna be games that we've already talked about but let's talk about them some more my number one is god of war ragnarok um <laughs> what to say about this game without spoiling it without giving away one of the bosses and showing 100 percent <laughs> spoilers if you're paying attention uh earlier uh <laughs> but yeah uh i i just think it's a very like it's a fully realized world um that they've created um this norse world um all the characters are like awesome i don't i don't think there's really a weak link of any of the characters in the game um uh like all the performances the music's great not better than Xenoblade 3, though. <laughs> uh, Eric talked about the pacing issues. I forgive those because every big game has pacing issues. Xenoblade 3 has pacing issues. Um, I think every every game that has open areas, I think, has pacing issues. Because um, of, like, all the side stuff you can do. Um, but I do think they should have split this into two games. Um but that being said, story kicks ass. There's some really, really great story moments. The ending is incredible. Um, I, I loved the ending of this game so much. Um, what else? Oh, the boss fights. That's the like big step up from 2018 is the boss fights. They are awesome. Steven was showing one earlier, <laughs> um, which is one of my favorites in the game. Uh, not my favorite. There is one later that is even cooler. Um, and that one just spans like quite a bit. Um, but yeah, there's some really good dope boss fights. I, I still would have. Well, no, because I think it fits in the story that there's not. Um. 
It's very different than the originals. You're not killing the entire pantheon of maybe. <laughs> You're not just like <laughs> going and murdering literally everybody. Um, there's a little bit more uh, nuance to the what's going on uh, than the first game, than the original trilogy. Um, but yeah, really like the boss fights. Um, I think they're way more memorable than troll number or that not even troll number two than blue troll or red troll, even though there are trolls in this game. Um, but the thing that really pushes over the top. So it's my favorite combat, um, out of any game this year by like miles. I don't even think there's a game that comes close to it in terms of combat. Um, Super satisfying. The Leviathan Axe is probably the most satisfying weapon to use out there and can probably only be matched by the weapon you get uh, in this game by another weapon you get in this game, which is also extremely satisfying. Um, yeah, I think that's all I have to say about God of War Ragnarok. Let's go to Eric for his game of the year. All I right. wonder what it is. All right. It's going to be extreme shocked, everyone. My game of the year wow. is Sonic Frontiers, baby. No, shut uh, the fuck up. All that fucking music is so great. All the fucking thing is... Uh, shut the fuck you know, up. You know, you know. <laughs> we don't need to do this. We don't need to extend Come this on. bit. Just move on. <laughs> I'm thinking here at all, but it can't take that music. Nope. This is a bit. This is a bit. It's not as chain attack interrupting. Here we go. <laughs> no, obviously it's fucking Xenoblade Three. I don't know if you guys heard that at all. I don't think it went through. Nope. Properly. nope. Couldn't hear it. <laughs> well, I guess I mean my mic is doing its work. Um. <laughs> I had that all set up. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, of course it's Xenoblade Three. Oh man, yeah. I'm kind of mad it didn't work. With a perfect bit. <laughs> yeah, of course, Xenoblade 3. Like, I'm not going to stay too long on it now because you guys already talked about it to length. Chapter 5? Oh, my God. Like, you just fucking punched me to the heart, man. Like, what the... Like, oh, I don't think I ever cried as hard for a video game as I did there. Like, I'm just like, oh, my God. And the ending again happened. Um, mm. The characters, I think it's the best party in any Xenoblade game. Like, fucking that whole party, I just fucking love. Uh, and, and you know me, by, I'm just a sucker for miles. Fun. It's the best party. Miles, like, not even, <laughs> See, not even close to the like. So much better than the party and the other two. Oh my god. Um. Yeah, like just, just a guy like he's saying, like fucking the open world is so just like fun to explore. The the side characters, the side quests are all I, they're the best they've ever been in Xenoblade. Um, story great. Fucking the culmination of one and two, great. I don't know what else. I don't know what else to say. You guys already covered it all. I'm not, I don't want to go on too long because we're already getting pretty long in a tooth. Uh, it's so. game of the year. Come yeah. on, game of the game year. Game of the year, baby. Game of the year, baby. Give me the DLC Nintendo. Where the fuck is that? It's 2023 already. <laughs> right. Oh <laughs> uh, shit, dude. So Xenoblade Three, only game that made all three of our lists. Yeah, technically game of the year for X and Direct. Uh, yeah, so. technically. If you want to be, yeah, if you want to be technical about it. That might have to do with the fact that I didn't play Elden Ring and <laughs> Steven didn't play God of War, but true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Gav probably played neither of the all three of these games. So uh, there you go. If he was if he was here, 
then it probably wouldn't have mattered. Maybe Halo Infinite would be his game of the year. Dear God. <laughs> Halo Infinite Forge update. Game of the oh, year. Oh, there we go. Hello. It is, it's great. It Forge is great. Um, yeah, all jokes aside, I think this is no surprise to anyone. My game of the year is Elden Ring. Uh, I, of, of the, I don't know. Souls games have not typically been in my game of the years for pretty much any game of the year. Um, but I'll be fucking damned if I wasn't going to say that this is my game of the year this year. Um, I put 200 hours into this game now. Um, Yeesh. Across 200? different things. And probably more, to be to be frank here. Uh, Them's are Skyrim numbers, dude. They will, oh, dude. You can play this game as long as, as you can Skyrim. Um I, it's just especially like and this is one of the only games that I went right back in and did a new game plus like ever mm. I don't I don't typically ever do that usually by the time of like super long games I burnt out I just need a break this one I'm like all right fuck yeah let's go back in and destroy things because you keep your you keep your gear for new game plus and you go in and you can just wreck house it sounds like it's just a revenge tour. It is. It <laughs> is, and it's incredible. You dude. kicked my ass for seven hours last yeah. playthrough. It's so. It was, that was one of my favorite moments, actually, of Elden Ring was going back in and being like, "Fuck you!" And not only fuck you, but fuck your friend and your dog and your freaking cat over there that kills me like five times. You know? Um. Yeah. No. It's just one of those things where it's just like you've earned it at that point and you're just like okay this is this is my reward for for the 100 plus hours of struggle i did with all of these bosses um yeah and then one more thing i wanted to touch on that we we didn't mention in um and i think before was the the uh the the weapons right uh there's so many memorable weapons and uh, also the dragons i'm not going to say what kind because that'll spoil but like there's dragons and they feel like dragons because they kick your ass um no wait are they actually dragons or are they wizards? oh okay you know what i don't know the specific definition the, sir the, but... sky, the skyrim question yeah yeah skyrim to be like they breathe fire and they fly i, I... I never remember the difference, but I know that the ones in Skyrim are actually wyverns. But yeah. I can never remember. I think it's because they have two legs. Dragons the, have four. I think then these would be dragons. Dragons definitely have four, because the dragons in Dragon Age Inquisition are definitely dragons, and those have four. Yeah, dragons I believe that these are of those variety. So, Yeah. Yeah. So they're, they're, um, they're actual dragons. Actual dragons. And, and there's, uh, you know, you... I'm not going to say anything, actually, because that's a big spoiler. There's lots of spoilers in weird ways in this game. Um, things that, like, of course, the bosses and some of the things that happen with the bosses are spoilers. Um, however, like, there's, like, small, like... The way you can choose different paths and, like endings the endings are so different each of them um like what they mean are different right not not exactly what happens to you as a personal character but like what happens to the yeah the what happens in general in the world to the world right 
with decisions you make. Um, and let me tell you, there's some crazy shit that happens uh, towards the latter half of that game that, uh, you know, jaw-dropping moments that that don't happen very often in open-world games. But it happened to me so much in that game where, I don't know, I just, I can recall to you more moments in this game than probably any other open-world game ever. Now, like, see, now, Steven is selling this game to me more than Eric was. Eric was, like, talking about how look, hard it was. There's there's beauty and grandeur and mystery and exploration and and intrigue in parts and like sorrow in other parts. Like it's just maybe I'll check it out one day. Listen, yeah. I'm not a poet here, all right. <laughs> he has his strong suits. Okay, <laughs> not a poet. He knows how you straight. Well, obviously, yeah, obviously, you haven't played enough Ghost of Tsushima. You don't have enough practice writing. Uh, Oh, calligraphy? <laughs> I don't know, dude. I, <laughs> at that point, yeah, it's just there and what, like the ever jails are really cool. Like they're their own bespoke thing. The kind of, um, yeah, I guess you won't see uh, George R. R. Martin really in anything. I'll, I'll I'll point that out. Like it's not overt that he's the one that like made world stuff and like created like the atmosphere. Yeah. So um, he should have been the final boss. That would have been kind of funny, like a secret boss or something. <laughs> and you beat him, and he finishes that it, book that he's been maybe working in on. DLC. <laughs> He's never gonna finish that book. He's never gonna finish the book. The truth is, he doesn't have the ending, and he can't fight, figure it he's out. He's still so. two books left. Yeah, he's just like like he hasn't finished this book, and then he's supposed to be writing another book. Like he's still got two books left in Game of Thrones. That's why I refuse to read them until he actually finishes. Dude, um, I'm not getting invested until he finishes. All I'm gonna say, and one last thing I will say is, um, fuck millennia. That's all, and mm. and that is why Elden Ring is the game of the year for me. Hashtag fuck Melanie. <laughs> or, oh sorry, Melania. <laughs> well, what a year. What a year of video games indeed. Next, the next week is going to be our God willing that we are able to get everybody together. It's going to be our <laughs> right, right. fantasy fantasy critic with no technical difficulties. It's going to be our fantasy critic uh, draft and we're doing it a little bit differently this year. We're going to be teaming up with Neon Pocket Dimension, oh, yeah. um, fr- a friend of the show, Jacob's podcast. Um, we've had him on a couple times. Um, so we're going to have those boys on as well as Kino Mega, who we've had on before as well. Um, and we're going to be teaming up. There's going to be what? Four. Teaming up. Four, four, four teams. Teaming. You, may have, you <laughs> guys have to make it so complicated. <laughs> what? No, we're uh, four teams. Yeah, four, four teams. Because eight's way too many for a fantasy crew game. Uh, Ooh, we didn't have to do eight. We just had to do two. <laughs> if Neon Pocket versus, <laughs> versus Next to Dragon. <laughs> no, because two, two isn't enough. Two isn't enough. Two and there's four enough. of us yeah. and only three of them. We're, we're teaming true, up. True. Doing four teams of two. Uh, it's going to be a good time. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be pure chaos. Cause oh, there's, dude, it's going to be, be hopefully eight of us uh, next week on here. Um, if not at least one representative from each team. Yep. 
Also, um, you forgot you forgot to mention that it's you. you <laughs> it's not. It's not gonna be like oh, two two people partner with two people on their podcast with someone else on their podcast. No, you're partnering oh, with someone else on the other podcast. It's just random teams. <laughs> I think that's more fair Cody. though. Come on, come on. Yeah, it's more fun that way, you know. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun time. So I'm looking forward to that. Um. I still have to go through and set all that up. So I still got to yeah, find a teammate uh, next week, baby next week, fancy critic 2023 draft. Looking forward to it. Um, but that's all that we got for this week. That's all we got for this week, but yeah, tune into that next week on twitch.tv slash X If you want to tune in live, it will be at, I believe we're doing noon um, next week. Um, Eastern time yeah. instead of 11 instead of 11. Um, but yeah, uh, tune into that next week. Uh, you mean our normal time, yeah. What's that? <laughs> so you yeah, mean our so normal time? Essentially, it will be our normal time. <laughs> essentially, it will be our normal time. Yeah, tune into that next week. Um, if you're listening and want to find us elsewhere, you can go to Twitter, you can go to Instagram, you can search up Externeract. We'll be there. If you want to find all our links in one easy, accessible area, you can go to podpage.com/slash Externeract. Everything 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 you'll need and more is there um and check us out on youtube youtube.com slash xterneract um we'll be putting out some fun videos i got a video i'm working on that it goes into more just giving out giving out super real awards to uh to games celebrating the year that was 2022 in video games um that'll be coming out in the next few days hopefully i'll have it done by friday um but yeah, until next time, thank you for watching.